0: Welcome to another podcast of the Press On Podcast, and uh, I'm happy to be with you. And uh, we want to pick up today, uh, continuing our thoughts from the previous podcast regarding the rise uh, and uh, demise, or or the demise of a nation. And I'd invite you to go back and to listen to uh, the first podcast as we covered uh, three important topics. Uh, related to the rise or the demise of a nation, and we sought to broadly apply that to us today. And uh, we left kind of on a very serious note. Uh, Of course, the first few points that we made in the previous podcast are serious points, and uh, we need to take them as such. Um, I know it's not always easy to hear some of the uh, more frank discussions uh, as we see uh, truth's coming from the Word of God. Uh, but if it's like medicine, uh, you don't like medicine, but it's good for you, and it's good for us to see these broad, frank, and sobering topics, so I invite you to come back, uh, and, or to go back, rather, and see those. But I want us uh, to move today into looking, if I could, as a subtopic to the rise or demise of a nation— because, as we discussed previously, we were looking at national uh, elements. Uh, And today, I want to, again, reemphasize that as the church goes, so goes the nation. Let me say that again, that as the church goes, so goes the nation. It has always been God's intention for him to rule a people— and for those people to live according to the statutes, commandments, and decrees of God laid out in the holy book, the Bible. And by doing so, we would set the culture, and we would have a continual godly influence and uh, the setting up of the reign of Christ. Now, not, not like the eternal reign, but the reign of Christ in our hearts. The kingdom of God is within us. But I noticed something that happens as we move from the nation we have to look at the people. As we look at the church, we have to look at our individual lives. And I, I have been feeling something in my own life this year, uh, even more than 2020, to be frank with you. And uh, I find it uh, coming from Daniel chapter 7. Uh, there's a prophecy that the Lord gives to Daniel, and he receives it, and he recounts it as he writes it. And in Daniel 7, verse 25, now he speaks regarding uh, future events having to do with the coming of the literal person, the Antichrist. And he writes that the Antichrist shall speak pompous, prideful words against the Most High God, and shall persecute, or literally it means to wear down the saints of the Most High. And I'd I like as my uh, subtopic to the, the rise or demise of a nation, remembering with me, please, that as the church goes, so goes the nation. So the church uh, is right now being worn down. Now, the word persecuted uh, means in this case the wearing down of the saints. Not many in the U.S. are spirit are, are uh, experiencing uh, persecution like our brothers and sisters in the church in other countries around the world. But we are under attack, and make no mistake about it. We are under attack. We're being uh, we're being assailed. Uh, oftentimes, as the enemy is, the, our adversary is sneaky. He he, he roams about, uh, and yet his purpose is to persecute us in the sense of wearing us down. John writes that you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, but even now there are many Antichrists that have come. He repeats it in chapter 4, verse 3, by saying that this is the spirit of Antichrist, which you have heard is coming and is now already in the world. Uh, the Antichrist, the persecution, the wearing down of the saints, we don't have to wait and look futuristically into the uh into the annals of the scriptures to find the person of antichrist coming he is coming but there is now a um, persecution a wearing down of the saints through the uh many attacks that are happening and happening through antichrist uh, uh the spirit of antichrist is here my friends you realize that all of the sin and the un uh, ungodliness and the lawful lawlessness that I described last week. This is happening through people. And people are not all people are under the control of God. They, there are people under the control of the Antichrist, under con- the spirit of Antichrist, under the c- control of Satan. Uh, we don't have to go far to remember uh, the uh, parable of the seed and the sower and also about the wheat and the tares. And it literally says that the wheat is the children of the kingdom of God. But right alongside of us, the enemy has come in and sown tares. Tares are the sons of wickedness, the sons of disobedience. And uh, it's hard for us as believers in Christ to wrap our mind around it when we see and hear uh, blatant uh, ungodliness, blatant sin, blatant moral depravity, uh, the changing of laws according to the whims of men, uh, the disdain of God, the other utter rejection, and even retaliation of, uh, against God. This is the spirit of Antichrist. And again, Daniel in the prophecy said that it would wear down the saints. And I want to say to you, I know that many of you are watching and listening today and you would say amen to that. You would say, I'm feeling worn out. I'm feeling worn down. I'm tired. I have exhaustion. Uh, My mind is tired. My body's tired. I'm tired of trying to keep up with what's happening in the world. You know, we live, uh, uh, this technology is great, but it it has moved us into an ultra-paced society. And in doing that, it's like anything that runs fast, you know, you begin to feel the effects of it. This wearing down of the saints is happening. And I know today, that some of you are saying, I-, I love God, and I've set my heart to serve Him, but I'm tired. And, and and it's tiring when wave after wave of ungodliness and wave after wave of things that are so difficult we can't m- make sense of it. Uh, our minds get tired. Our emotions have been uh, uh, dazed by all of the effects uh, of things happening in our society. And uh, the, the aspects of uh, Evil and wickedness—it just seems like it's a flood. And yet, praise God! I want to remind you: the Bible said that when the enemy comes in like a flood, the enemy, uh, the Lord raises up a standard. Can you say Amen? Yeah, the wearing down of the saints is happening, and it happens as you know. But this is only to remind you: happens primarily through three main ways: the world, our flesh, and our in our adversary, the devil. These are the three ways, main avenues that that the, the spirit of Antichrist in the world today is seeking to bring the demise of every individual believers and the greater community of believers, and to uh, bring down the church as it is. The you know the enemy knows he's been defeated already. He 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 knows it, but he's so deceived he doesn't believe it and he thinks that he's going to overcome Christ, and in the process, he's going to overcome the church, and in the process, he's going to overcome every Christian. And he will do what he can to throw us roadblocks and to come and uh, assail us. Ephesians chapter 6 lets us know very clearly that we're in a spiritual warfare. We know that uh, that the warfare that we're in engaged in is spiritual and not just carnal. And we don't fight against men, but principalities and powers, rulers of wickedness and heavenly places that are doing what? Seeking ultimately to overthrow God. Overthrow God in your life. If he overthrows you, he's overthrown God in your life. He's He's taking you out. He's worn you down. Your influence, your impact has been negated. And as the church goes, so goes the culture. So we know that uh, the world, the flesh, and the devil are the three main ways. Uh, I I mentioned to you that in the world, uh, it says that in the world we shall have uh, troubles and trials. We know from the scriptures that uh, the afflictions of the righteous are many, yet—you ready to remember this? Our afflictions are many, yet the Lord delivers us from them all. Hallelujah. The world. The world is against God. John wrote, if you have the love of the world, if you live like that, if you live inclined to the love of the world and the things of the world, if you are anxiously pursuing the things of the world, if you're blindly being led into the things of the world, then you're being led away from God. You're being disrupted in your spiritual life. And this is when believers begin to lose heart begin to lose faith they begin to question and you say well not me i don't i don't i'm not like that can i just uh kindly uh, refer you to matthew matthew chapter 11 matthew 11 verses 1 through 5 tells us the story of john the baptist at least a part of john the baptist's life now you know john came out of the wilderness preaching a gospel of Repentance, and that's a gospel that we still need preached today, my friend. We need to hear the gospel of repentance. He came preaching the gospel of repentance and baptizing in water, paving the way for the coming of the Messiah. And um, you know the story where he baptizes Christ. You know how uh, he had disciples following him. You know that his ministry was influential. It was cutting edge of that day and it drew crowd after crowd, and yet in Matthew 11, we find that John now is in prison. Now, you wouldn't think that, but it happens often in our lives. At the height of our success, at the very pinnacle of our sensing that we're going to go with God, going to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, we find ourselves in a dark prison. Not maybe a physical prison, but a prison of the mind, a prison of the heart, a prison of finance. And we struggle and we struggle and we struggle. And you seem like we just go one thing after the other. Uh, it hits me. Uh, this year, I've gone from one thing after the other. Almost every month, it seems there's something coming up. Some things are major. And you, you get really tired. John was in prison for taking a stand of righteousness. He had spoken uh, righteously to Herod that he was not to take his brother's wife, and he found himself in prison. And in prison, uh, he he uh, heard about the works of Christ that Christ was doing in other regions, and he sent two of his disciples to Jesus and asked him, "Are you the coming one? Are you the real deal, or do we look for some someone else?" You see, John the Baptist is like you and I. He's, he's a representative of us. Called of God, hungry for the Lord, uh, living for Christ, and yet finding him, himself facing trouble and trials and persecutions and in prison and uh, alone, abandoned, and then doubt begins to enter in his mind. Now, let's not be too hard on John, and let's not be too hard on yourself, and don't be too hard on me. Uh, We all are facing these things. This is what uh, God prophesied through Daniel, that there would be the wearing down of the saints. And Jesus says to the disciples, you go tell John the things that you hear and the things you see. The lame walk, the blind see, lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised to life, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. uh, And he says, blessed is he who is not offended in me. John, in some ways, was offended. He, he was troubled. Why are these things happening to me? When I, I thought he was the one to save us. I thought he's the one that was going to come and deliver. I thought I was going to be strong. I thought I could stand the test, but I'm struggling. And we tend to blame God. We send a point of finger at Christ. And But my friends, Jesus said, go and tell him what you see and hear. What did he mean by that? He wanted to remind John that the Jesus that he had met earlier when he was free and down by the river baptizing was the same Jesus. He has all power and has all authority. He is reigning and ruling, and he wanted to remind John of this. And uh, the Bible doesn't tell us how John responded, but we can believe that somehow it spoke. God's word, the words of Christ spoke to John, and he settled some issues in his heart and for us it's the same way so as we encounter normal things and some abnormal things of challenges in the world friends let's not let the love of the world uh, take our love for Christ let's not set our things upon the uh, set our minds upon the things of this world but set our minds on the things of above set our minds continually and like i said in the previous podcast uh, god told joshua Study this book. Read, read your Bible. Read it. You say oh, I have read it. Read it again. Read it prayerfully. Read it slowly. Read it every day. Study it. Think about it. Meditate on it. And you're going to find that the Holy Spirit's going to speak to you from this book, and it's going to sustain you through every challenge that you find, place uh, that you encounter in the world. But we said that the other ways that that we're challenged is through the flesh. That is through ourselves, through this uh, natural human body. Galatians chapter 6 says, don't be deceived. Verse 7 and 9 through 9 is, God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, he will also reap. If you sow to the flesh, then you're going to reap from the flesh, and you will reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life, And so let us not grow weary while we're doing good, because in due season we shall reap if we don't lose heart. My friend, let me say this to you. We are living for God in this natural body. The Bible says we have a spiritual treasure in us, in this uh, this encasement of humanity. But we are to fight the urges, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, the, 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 the desires, the, the inclinations of our humanity. We're to fight those things because within us dwells a living Christ. And our spirit man in us is strong in the Lord. And so we need to sow to the spirit. We need to be involved in the things of God. When you pray, you're not just praying, you are exercising spiritual authority. When you read the Bible, you're not just a spiritual discipline, a a checking off the list. This Bible is spirit, and it is life. And as we read it, we meditate on it, it gives us power and authority, and we're able to then uh, live according to the spirit and not according to the flesh. The same spirit, listen, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you and me. Amen. The same Spirit, not a different, not a less, not a quarter Spirit, a half Spirit. The whole full meal deals Holy Spirit. The same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in us, and He will quicken our mortal bodies. He can heal your bodies. He can refresh your mind. He can strengthen your emotion. He can cause you to be steadfast. He can make you internally stronger than what you'll face in the world, for greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And then lastly, hate to even give him this much credit, but the devil is one of our avenues of uh, being persecuted or worn down. Uh, Matthew 13 speaks of uh, Jesus saying that, "...the one who sows the good seed is the Son of Man, the field is the world, The good seed represents the sons of the kingdom, but the weeds are the son of the enemy, and and he who sows them is the devil. My friend, let me say this to you. The devil is not your friend, and he's not going to be your friend no matter what kind of entity he comes to you in. If you, The Bible says watch who you hang out with. Good company, bad company corrupts good morals. Be careful who you hang out with. Be careful who you listen to be careful how much news you listen to. Cut off some of the TV. Turn on the Bible and listen, because we set our minds upon the things of above. But here, he's saying that the enemy is not likely to come to you in some uh, uh, apparition. He's going to come to you highly likely through another human being. They are the weeds, Jesus calls them, and they're the sons of of our enemy, and the enemy is the one who sold them, and he's the devil. The devil will make people cross your paths for the sole reason to cause you trouble, to speak lies to you, to influence you, to lead you astray. And I don't care if they're wearing church clothes or not. If they're not speaking the holy word of God, if their lives are not bearing fruit of righteousness, then you cast that person aside. Don't you think for a minute that you're going to try to evangelize them and and do all of that. There are times when you separate yourselves from even so-called brothers, so-called sisters. They may look like it, sound like it, smell like a Christian, but if they don't live according to this book, they don't say these things, then you run from them. And, And we know that the enemy is called the adversary. He walks around like a roaring lion. He's not, but he's roaring. He's seeking, he's sneaking around, he's not a gentleman, and he's trying to devour you. He's trying to wear you down and wear you out, cause you to be filled with fear, doubt, and unbelief. But the Lord has got an answer for every one of those lies. And sometimes, you know, we need to quit running to people for help. You need to just call upon the name of the Lord and let him save you. And then you stand strong, resist the devil, and the Bible says he'll flee from you. He'll flee from you. You don't need me to do it. You don't need another somebody. You just stand strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Then you tell the devil, you're a defeated foe. Everything, every time you open your mouth, only lies come out. And I resist it. I renounce it. I reject it. And you'll find that you will exercise some spiritual muscle. And so this wearing down, the tiredness of the saints, I tell you that the Lord today is wanting to refresh you. Times of refreshing come from the presence of the Lord. When we're tired, when we're exhausted, when we're being worn down and worn out and run over, and you think it'll never end, times of refreshing come from the presence of the Lord. From the presence of the Lord, not from TV and these entertainment and the person and this activity. Times of refreshing come when we spend time with Jesus in his word. He's speaking today, my friend. He's speaking to encourage you in the ways of the Lord. He's he's speaking to identify with you. He knows most intimately the things you need even before you pray. So we're going to conclude today with that good word that times of refreshing, when you're feeling worn out, come from the presence of the Lord. And in our next podcast, we're going to wrap this up, but we're going to take a look at the believer's victory. And I want you to join me. So God bless you.